This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Cardinals there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Ruffled Feathers edition of Two Birds and a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. As always, coming to you from the patio studios, the original party place for St. Louis Cardinal fans everywhere. I want to welcome you guys back. It's been a, been a couple of weeks, I think, since my man Ron and I have been able to do a show. It's that time of year where, you know, schedules are a little messed up. COVID's doing its thing. But in the end, um, thank God for Zoom is all I can say, and thank God for the airwaves so that we can communicate and have some fun with you guys. Thought today would be a great day to have a little fun, and, you know, tis the season, as they say. Everybody's probably doing their Christmas shopping, albeit probably online. The one thing we know these days is you can go online and buy yourself a baseball player, and he can be a, I would, I would call a pretty good baseball player. I don't know that I would call him great. There are a couple of really good ones available in the free agency side, but thanks to our friends at Major League Baseball and the downtrodden economy and a little thing called COVID, we've got a few players on the non-tendered list that has some people's interests peaked. I would say my interest isn't as peaked as most about some of these guys as I'm going to poo-poo a few of them, which I'm sure all you expected me to do. Um, but there's a couple of them that I say – you know, let's do it. And uh, I'd be curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are as well. As always, I'm interested to hear what my cohort and crime's thoughts are. So let's welcome in the infamous back from the beach, Ron Nuttall. What's going on? All right. Well, I got a little bit of my color back. Boy, I, I really uh, turned to pasty white. I noticed on a couple <laughs> of videos I had on this gym, so I had to restore some of that color. No, you know what's uh, the the... One advantage of living out here is you're a couple hours away from the beach. You're a couple hours away from the mountains. We elected to just not sit at home. Um, you know, you can pick up a VRBO pretty cheap out here on the East Coast these days. And uh, yeah, no, we were by ourselves, but uh, we had pretty much an entire beach to ourselves over on Holden Beach, North Carolina. It was awesome. It was a great way to spend Thanksgiving. You. Never done that before. It's, it's a great, you know, you obviously live in a great area. I told my, my son uh, has been offered a contract to play in a midwestern collegiate league this summer prospect league which i think for a freshman and especially a young freshman like him i think is a perfect start for his college you know but i've told him you know if you know he does what he should do and continues to progress as a player and gets an opportunity to go like they have those leagues down south there out in carolina i've told him you know you got to go to like carolina or somewhere like that and see, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to live down there for a couple of months with a host family and go play baseball every night and hang out. And, you know, I, I, I just, you live in a beautiful area. So good for you as opposed to, you know, what I'm looking out my window at here and it's, you know, 30 degrees and gray sky is gray. Yep. Um, we've had, listen, we've had plenty of nice days here as well. So I'm not bagging on my area. Um, but, uh, you know, whether you're there or here, the St. Louis Cardinals trudge along. What they're trudging along doing is anybody's best guess. We have some fans upset over uh, their lack of movement and then some decisions that they've made, which we can touch on today because I think that's a great place to start. But, um, you know, this non-tendered list has got some people, you know, it, it's got the juices flowing. Now, 
you know, for those of us that have watched free agents come and go, um, you know, you may on the surface ask yourself, well, you know, they weren't doing anything before. What's the deal here? Well, the deal here is in theory, these are players that you're sitting here going, you know, a couple of these guys are pretty good players and their market has kind of been set. I mean, you know, we talked about Brad hand, uh, what was it a month and a half ago or whatever, a month yeah. ago, anybody in the league could have had one of the best closers in baseball for one year, $10 million. And they said, I don't think so. You know, nobody wanted Colton Wong, you know, I mean, I, like, like, again, I, I'll say this again, I, to think that the Cardinals didn't try to trade that last year for anything. I mean, they're not that dumb, whether you like them or not. Um, and it's, uh, and it's apparent that nobody, I mean, look at again, that Rosario, you know, um, pretty good player. You know, I, I don't think he's a star. Like some people think I, some people on here would have you believe he's a star. He's not a star. Um, but he's a pretty good player for that amount of money. So some hands are being shown here. And I think the thing that's going to get people going now is people are sitting here going, well, you know, if nobody wanted Eddie Rosario for $9 million, does that mean he's worth $5 million? And if he's worth $5 million, well, the Cardinals should just go sign him. Well, I'm going to say, hold on, not so fast because you know, if the market is $5 million for Eddie Rosario, my guess would be there's probably multiple teams that would like to have Eddie Rosario at $5 million and, you know, hold your horse to St. Louis Cardinal fans, probably teams better than us that could offer him a chance to really get in and win right now. That would probably say here's $5 million. And if I'm Eddie Rosario and I'm only going to get $5 million on a one-year contract, because I doubt, I mean, then I, listen, I can't be inside his head, but if I'm going to get a one-year $5 million contract, I'm probably going to go somewhere where I'm looking at their roster going, yeah, they might be able to win this year, make a run. I make a name for myself. And then I hit open free agency again next year. So that being said, you know, there are some interesting names. Um, but before we get to those names, Ron, I want to start with a couple of the players that it appears to me, we have decided to part ways with over money. Um, and we've touched a lot on the Colton Wong situation um, a lot of people were curious what's going on there. The bottom line is like in today's market, he's not worth that, the money he was going to get. So I don't know where the market is for him. The only team I've seen him attached to it really attached to is Toronto. I've heard rumors, but it, it becomes more apparent to me every day that Tommy Edmund will be our second baseman. Yeah. I think I was there. Um, right up to, prior to the release. Um, it, it is, it is an odd time when you see a gold glove defender like that who's look his bat has never been terrific I don't think he's ever become uh, the offensive player we had all hoped for but it is odd when you're in a day and a time where you see a gold glover um, just you know basically be not released but uh, l- let him walk uh, you don't normally see that and I think if this been a, been a typical year revenues been typical he's probably he's probably locked up for 2021 uh, whether you whether you think he's worth the 12 million or not he's probably back um, cause I believe that, uh, again, under in normal days, normal times, y- even if they didn't want to hold on to him, they probably could have got something for him later on, but, um, it, it is just strange. It's just strange, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, uh, Tommy Edmonds likely to be our everyday second baseman. I, I'm, I'm okay with that, Jim. I, I'm, you know, I've kind of, I haven't really even been back and forth. I've just been okay with it. I like Colton Wong as a player, but he didn't quite become what I think we had all hoped he would. Is the thing with Colton Wong, the hang up for everybody, the gold glove, oh, he's a gold glover. He's a star. Is that the, I mean, I feel like that is, yeah. You know, I, you know, I always come across, oh, you know, I love defense. Mm -hmm. Like the people that know me know, like my favorite thing in the world to do is watch infield practice. I, my every one of my son's high school games, I think my wife thought I was crazy because I always had to be there for in and out. I love to watch in and out. I'm a defensive guy. Um, you I are a defensive it. guy. That's probably my favorite thing to work with kids on. My, my thing is that I think, especially in the game of baseball, I think that the thing that people need to understand is the guy underneath him, Tommy Edmond, is a pretty good defender himself. Uh, is he going to win a gold glove? I, I don't have the answer for that. I don't know what Tommy Edmond will become. 
that Tommy Edmonds is a pretty good player. He's a pretty good athlete. And, you know, for that amount of money, they can put him over there and they can, mm-hmm. you know, assume he's going to figure it out. Plus I've said this before and people don't like this, but the two positions that are probably, you know, you know, having a gold glover at second base and left field. I mean, you know, everybody's all excited about Tyler O'Neill winning. I could give 10 shits about a gold glove <laughs> outfielder in left field. Been meaning to ask you give about me that. Give me a guy that's 30 home runs and drives in a hundred runs and botches a few balls here and there. I, you know, well, there's one like, of those I, available now too, you know, well, so the, the, the thing is this, um, and again, let me, let me say this. If you have a guy that wins a gold glove, great. Yeah. If you're going to build your team around that, great. But then build the whole team that way, yeah. you know, a la Whitey Herzog. I mean, see the thing about Whitey Herzog was, and for people that are too young or too, yeah, too young, they, you know, he, he had a plan for his whole team. It wasn't a puzzle. It wasn't a puzzle. And he was fitting pieces in that didn't fit just because that's all he had. Yeah. I mean, this guy was calculating. Um, now, maybe the game and the way the front offices and everything are is different, and that's fine, but let's have a plan. So, you know, if you're going to get rid of Colton Wong and go with Tommy Edmond, you know, I will say this. It, Tommy Edmond is not going to be a bad defender. Will he no. be as good as Colton Wong? I would assume not because he's not Colton Wong. Yeah. But – you know, well, you don't, you don't but what's the plan there then? Because, yeah. because now what you've done is you've said, okay, I think he'll make all the plays. Will he make a couple of the flashy plays? Maybe not. He might make a couple in his own right. Yeah. But my point is, okay, now what? So, you know, Paul DeYoung's a nice defender at shortstop. I don't think he's a gold glover, but he's a nice, he's a nice defender. Yep. Tommy Edmund, I think will be a nice defender at second. We all know Paul Goldschmidt's a really good first baseman, and I think having a really good first baseman goes a long way to not having great infield. I mean, it just helps. Yeah. It does whether you like it or not. Yep, you're okay, right. You're not going to have a gold glover at third base. Okay. So like, now where are we? So now we're back to what looks to me to be a team of, we're you know, like I don't know that we're great anywhere at anything. So what are we doing? Well, so I think that was another part of the hangup, though, Jim. That's my thing. It, 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 part of it, yes, we, we let a gold glove defender walk. But the other part of it is look what that does to the infield because it's not just your second baseman now that you've swapped out. And I agree with you. I, I don't think Tommy Edmonds going to – defense isn't going to decline so noticeably at second base. He's going to be a good defender. He's not going to be a spectacular. He's not going to make a lot of highlight reels. But um, – well, maybe he will. But I think where other the other part of the hangup is, okay, now you've just taken him out of third base. Now you just maybe you suffer a bit more on defense at third because who are you going to put there now? Is it going to be Carpenter at third base? There's not a DH, likely. Uh, so I think that's that was the other part of it, Jim. Well, for me, like I, like I said, when I look at the identity and how we go, I most people will tell you, you know, the, the people that really know what they're doing will tell you, you build the middle out. You want to be strong up the middle. Now, people want to talk about the de- the demise of Yachty. I would tell you that I saw the same games you did, and I saw a few things that made me go, hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some of that sometimes is not on him. I think he did have a few pass balls this year that I think, you know, he'd like to have had back. But the bottom line is Yachty was still giving you enough that you could say it was above average for sure, yep. if not really good, and especially the base pass. Okay, like the last thing you want to do is give free reign to take run down to second base and get in scoring position. That's number one. The game is played from second base in now. We all know that. So I think you were fine there, of course. You had Colton Wong at second base. And while I don't think Paul DeYoung is going to win a, a gold glove at shortstop, he sure has been better than I thought he was going to be o- over the long haul. And whether you like Harrison Bader or not, he plays a really good center field. Now, has yep. he had a couple of screw Sure he has. They all do. But my point is, on the whole, every day, he played pretty damn good defensively. So you had this team built up the middle, and then you added the gold glove first baseman. Uh, You know, it it was built correctly. You 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 don't have to have a gold glove left fielder and a gold glove right fielder and a gold glove third baseman. What you need out of left field, right field, and third base, which we didn't get, was production. Yeah. That's what those positions are for. So if it was me, I don't understand how the thought process isn't let's leave what is pretty good on this team alone. And again, we have a friend who's not going to like this, but for the money and everything, I leave Harrison Bader in center field. I 
re, I pick up Colt Wong's option. I bring Yachty back and I figure out a way to be better in the three positions that are killing us left field, right field, and third base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bat Harrison Bader last. I mean, I don't like now, if you did that, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you took that approach, you've got some cheap options here that you could have went out and signed and said, you know what? We're going to be pretty good. Like I'm telling you right now, I don't like Tyler O'Neill can I'm goodbye. Like give me Kyle Schwarber any day. Cause Kyle Schwarber, while not being great defensively is exactly what you want in left field. It's ex- exactly what you want. People trust me. Do I wish his batting average was a little better? Sure. I do. But goddamn, 30 home, like that's what you, if you can get 30 home runs out of your left fielder, you take it all day long. And it doesn't matter to me if he wins a gold glove. That's what it's supposed to be. So, I, and it's right there for the taking. Eddie Rosario, right there for the taking. You know, so I, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. You're, you're like, do you do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, I know. I I do. I do. Um it, it was the corner outfield spots. It was all the outfield last year, but you know, primarily I, I agree with you. You want that production out of your corner outfield and definitely from your you know, your corner infielder. Third base has been you know, it's been a sore spot for them for a few years now. And so are the corner outfielder positions. Um uh so that's right. You know, when I look at this list of of non tenders and available free agents. There are some options there. I, I don't know that they're they're going to be remarkable options, but I think they're pretty damn good. Look, if you brought in Eddie Rosario, he's, you know, we don't know what Dylan Carlson's going to do next year, but on paper right now, you bring in Eddie Rosario, he's your best outfielder instantly, right? And and I think it is an upgrade over left field. I, I've I'm not. Well, I don't I, I don't I don't I don't often root against anybody, and I'm definitely not. I just I don't I don't think O'Neill's the guy there. Um, I, 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 I'm, well, I've moved on from I, me personally. I've moved on from that out of all the outfielders. That's the first one I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm done seeing put in the lineup. Okay. So before we get into those, let's, let's stop. Like I want to address mm-hmm. the other Cardinal that mm-hmm. I think thinks the bigger deal, like that Ravello was released, like whatever. Goodbye. Right. Um, and again, I don't mean that to be a jerk, but I mean, I, he's six to one half a dozen i mean there are yeah. diamond dozen guys like that okay yeah. i mean and every year we have a faction of cardinal fans that we release some guy or or let some guy go on waivers or do whatever oh my god this and then you know and never to be heard from again and for somehow you know like i always make sure i put those out to you know the people that lost their mind like over perdomo <laughs> remember that Yep. We lost him, and then he went to San Diego after he was traded, and all of a sudden, oh, he's throwing 98 miles an hour, and he's going to dominate, and he can't get anybody out. He can't stay healthy. And then, okay. But anyway, so the guy that everybody's losing their mind over is John Brebbia, too. Now, I- I'm going to tell you that I I, I, I liked Brebbia. I, my favorite thing is John Brebbia is awesome when used correctly. I'm like, well, how do you want him to be used? Because I went back and looked at 2019. I think he only threw back-to-back days like twice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you want him to be used now? He's pretty good. He's a, like, to me, the thing about John Brevia that I found was interesting was it's almost like when he was dominant, he was dominant. When he was bad, he was bad. Like, that's what it seemed like. If you look at his stats, like he didn't just go out and like, they scratched out a run against him. I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. That being said, um, John Brevia is the kind of guy, like the strikeouts are there. Mm-hmm. This is a game for relievers anymore built around strikeouts. Like, you know, he's more than a strikeout printing guy. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Now it's my opinion. And I'll just say this, cause I, this conversation is not going to take long for me because everybody say, Oh, they don't know what they're doing. The guy's hurt. Yeah. Like, I don't even think like it, there's no guarantee he's even going to pitch this year. Like, Oh, he'll be fine. Well, you don't know that because number one, I've told you this a thousand times. That is a short-lived life in that bullpen. It is not a healthy position to play. Those guys know it going in. It's better than nothing. But if they were great, they'd be starters or a closer. Otherwise, you are a disposable razor. That's what you are. Don't act like it's not what it is. Does every blue moon, some guy defy the odds and logic and hangs on and finds a way to reinvent? Yes, it, it, it happens. It's not very often. It's not very often. Most guys... 
wind up hanging around the game and, you know, people try to get a little something out of them. a la Andrew Miller, a la go on and on and on and on. Okay. So, you know, they are what they are. It does like, like while I like John Brebbia, there's a line a mile long of guys that are going to come up here and throw a hundred miles an hour and strike out some guys and we'll see if it works out or not. But that's when you're budgeting a baseball team, these guys, they're, they're trying to not spend money on middle relievers. They're like disposable razors if they can get away with it. Yeah. Maybe pay a couple of them that you feel like you can really depend on. But I'm not going to, like, what do I think about John Brebbia? I think they probably try to bring him back on a minor league deal, which is what I think any team that signs him is going to do because he's hurt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yep. Yeah, it might have only been $800,000, but, but they're showing you their hand. Yeah. Like, these teams are hurting for money whether you like it or not. So anyway, and it's a roster spot too, right? And then if they're going to look at this, um, and it's my belief, and I know I know you didn't bring this up, um, but you've mentioned Yachty's name. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Wayne, right? But if you look at, hey, you know, one of the reasons they, it's possible that a lot of teams haven't signed these guys, or the Cardinals haven't signed either either guy back yet, is because they wanted to see what was going to happen here, see what was available. Uh, they probably need that spot anyway, and, and since he's hurt. Um, it was a pretty logical choice to make is to non-tender him. And I, and I, I agree with you. I, if, I, I believe what I re- most of what I read here and, and, you know, they'll try to bring him back on a minor league deal. And I feel like that's likely. Um, I, I know he's liked by Cardinal fans. They like the whole beard thing and everything. And, you know, we go crazy over our bearded players sometimes. And, uh, you know, he's been a good pitcher. He's been one of the better relievers. Um, if you just believe it, numbers you're looking at, um, I, I'd, I'd like to see him back down the road when he's healthy, but I'm not going to lose my mind usually over a bullpen arm. Yeah, it's it's not worth losing your mind over. There's plenty to lose your mind over, and we can get to that now as we'll do a little comparing and contrasting as we go shopping. We're going to go shopping here with the list. Um, we're going to get my cohort and crime thoughts. We've got a whole bunch of suggestions on the Patterson Tire and Service text line. Before we get to all that, though, we're going to remind you to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. Learn more about us there. We'd love to have you guys uh, follow along with us. Make sure you click subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about 30 seconds, and it's free. Uh, helps us kind of see, you know, who all's out there and who's doing what. So we appreciate that greatly. Our social media is real easy to follow us at birds on a bat show on Twitter. Please follow us there. Type in two birds on a bat on Facebook and follow our Facebook page, uh, Instagram as well. Two birds on a bat show and at lineup media group.fm home of your radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Download it for free today. Um, we'd like to thank our partners is, you know, this is a, this is the time of year, especially where they count on, people to really help them out. Let's start with Adam Smokehouse. Uh, I love those guys. Great barbecue. Mike's doing a tremendous job over there trying to keep his staff employed. I see you guys answering the bell. Let's get over there and get some barbecue. This is the time of year you think about getting some stuff for home or parties. Get a hold of them. That's Adam Smokehouse located on Watson Road. I know we're biased, but we think it's the best barbecue in St. Louis. That's Adam Smokehouse. St. Louis, here's your cue. Uh, you know, been hard at it with the kids over at Gators Baseball Academy. Learn more at GatorsBaseballAcademy.com. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I, obviously, we have our challenges right now with everything going on with COVID over on the Illinois side of the river. Uh, things are a little looser on the Missouri side, obviously. I know we're all dealing with that as we live right on the edge here of the river. But um, they're still being safe and how they go about what they do. So, you know, if you're looking for some stuff for your kid, uh, you know, on the Illinois side, especially they've gotten creative in how they're, they're doing it, uh, to keep it safe. So if you're looking for some training and of course, if you're looking for a team or to bring your club in, learn more at GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, located in Missouri and Illinois. And of course, my friend, Dr. Kristen Jacobs over at drkristenjacobs.com. Learn more about her Ula La Spa anti-aging and wellness center. I'd love for you guys to check out what she's doing over there and see if there's something she's doing that she can help you do for yourself. Uh, make sure you guys are taking care of your skin. Even in the winter, you got to remember that every day is Skin Cancer Awareness Day. That's drkristenjacobs.com. All right, Ron, let's go shopping. All right, um, I got the card out. You're fairly familiar with the roster, correct? You're ready. You're, you know, you got your eBay on, you got your PayPal, you're ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Got my Venmo ready. So I would, I would say as the St. Louis Cardinals sit today, um, if they put a lineup out there today, I mean, if, if, I mean, let's, let's, let's be frank. Um, Kisner would be your catcher. Yep. Goldschmidt would be your first baseman. Tommy Edmond would be your second baseman. DeYoung would be your shortstop. Carpenter would be your third baseman. Uh, my assumption is that uh, Carlson would play left. Well, put it this way. There'd be some arrangement between Bader, Carlson, probably O'Neill in left and center. 
And then you'd have probably at this juncture, you'd have a Lane Thomas, Dexter Fowler thing going on in right field. Um, of all the outfielders, I would say the two guys that are going to play are probably Carlson and Fowler. Um, so I, I feel like there's one spot open in the outfield, and I feel like, depending on the DH especially, there might be an opening on the infield. Or at DH, depending on how they want to go about it. Um, and then, obviously, I think the catching thing's simple. If it, I think it's yachty or bus. I don't believe for one second the McCann stuff. It's all for show, whatever. Um, he's not coming here. So um, that being said, let's go shopping. Uh, oh, and, right. and listen, we could always use a starter. Oh, on the mound. right now we can. You cannot yeah. have enough starting pitching. Yep. Kiss my ass if you think we're fine on the mound. Okay, <laughs> just kiss my bare ass because you're never fine on the mound. I don't care what you say. <laughs> that's, that was our strong point last year. Yeah, well, your strong point was a guy that's 40 years old, basically, who you don't even know if he's coming back. And you so got kiss one on, my ass. And you've got one of them, again, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and 40% of your staff isn't coming from, back. And a left-handed guy from the other side of the pond that we all know how that works out sometimes in year two. So kiss my ass once again if you think he's just fine because you don't know. Do I hope he's fine? Absolutely. I hope he's great. You know, do I hope Miles Michaelis comes back and is like he was the first year? Of course I hope that, but I can wish in one hand and shit in the other, and it's all the same. What a okay. way to start our shopping trip. Who do I, <laughs> you know, who am I confident in next year? And he wasn't really great this year as Jack Flaherty because I assume when we get back to normal, he'll be fine. Um, I, other than that, I don't know who the hell you're hanging, like who you're going to go bet your house payment on. Now, let's be honest. I liked Kim. I, I, I think he's a little deceptive. I, there's something there. But I also look at it and go, man, I'm not quite sure how he's getting people out. So we'll see how that works. Um, obviously, we've lost Hudson, who, you know, threw it pretty darn well for a guy that nobody likes for whatever reason, because the numbers say he's really not as good as he is. Um, we don't know a thing about what Miles Michaelis is going to be. We have no idea what's going on with, well, we know what's going on with Carlos Martinez, some of us more than others, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Adam Wainwright. One of your best pitchers is unsigned. Who am I missing? No, I who are you... these starters that? <laughs> who are these starters that everybody says starting pitching is not our problem? I mean, uh, Austin Gomber. Who don't get me wrong, I like. Yeah. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon was the I other mean, one I was thinking. Uh, you know, I mean, I, well, seriously, like, so you know, what's Alex Reyes going to like? I, so my point is, you can always use a starter. Absolutely. I think it's a, I feel like it's a need, Jim. And you just you mentioned a, a list of names there. Those are a bunch of guys that can start. Um, should they is the other part of the, the other question that people should be asking. Should those guys be in your rotation? It is a scary thing. And, and I think some people are overlooking it. I for the life of me can't like I'm still not like. The Yachty thing is on a complete different level for me than the Wainwright thing. The Wainwright thing, I don't care what anybody says. That's a need. Yes, I agree. I agree. Like if I, I had to prioritize it, I can sit here all day long and one. tell you they need Yachty. I can sit here all day long and tell you how much they need Yachty. Mm -hmm. And there's the faction of people out there that Father Time's undefeated and he's going to whatever. We can have that conversation because some of it is true and it is never going to go away. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, yeah, Father Time catches whatever. But I don't like. On a one-year deal, you you need Adam Wainwright. This isn't a sign Adam Wainwright because he's Adam Wainwright. If you're not going to sign Trevor Bauer, you need Adam Wainwright. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't understand. What are you going to go sign Jake Odorizzi? Does that get you all jacked up? I mean, I, like, like I don't I don't understand. So, like, okay, like, there, there you go. Would I go sign a reliever? Probably not. Like, that's so far down the realm of need. Because I just explained to everybody earlier how the reliever – now, will they sign one? I don't know. Like, if they start falling on the dime shelf, maybe. Like, why not? Same thing. Like, you got all these guys that are coming along as relievers. 
okay, I can go get a guy for next to nothing, million-dollar reliever that's proven over the course of a few years he's pretty dependable. Sure, I might do that. But that's so far down the list. Like, number one, man, you need offense and you need a starting pitcher. So let's go shopping. All right. I got the list pulled up. You got okay. it pulled up? I've got a couple of them pulled let's up. Let's start at the top. Okay. Let's start at the top and what I believe are the top. There's no doubt in my mind there's two guys out there that could help the St. Louis Cardinals. How? Schwarber and Eddie Rosario. Why do I think they can help the St. Louis Cardinals? Because even though there's things about them that I don't like, there's things about both of them that I don't like. Yeah. I would still take my chances with either one of them over anything else you'll put in left field. And when I say that, I want you to remember this. If I was to sign either one of those two, okay, sign either one of those two, that doesn't affect Dylan Carlson, in my opinion. Dylan Carlson is the de facto starter. Mm-hmm. I don't money be damned. And what I mean by that is if you sign Kyle Schwarber, he obviously is going to play left field. He's not going to play right field. Okay. So that's an easy one. It's mm-hmm. real simple. The playing time now that's lost comes out of everybody else's time because Dylan Carlson's going to play. That means Harrison Bader, Dexter Fowler be damned. Okay. Like figure it out. But Dylan Carlson's going to play. Okay. Same thing for Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario is more of a right field guy. He's got a great arm. Okay. You know, this is a guy too, that I think kind of smoke and mirrors his offensive production. But in the end, I'm a guy that I don't want to hear your number bullshit. He puts up numbers. So just cause he doesn't hit the ball as hard as this guy or that guy, somehow he finds a way to barrel up baseballs enough and, 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 and get the job done. So therefore, um, you know, He's also intriguing because he played in Minnesota and did this. He didn't, this guy, everybody wants Dahl. Dahl can't stay healthy and he played in Coors Field and couldn't figure it out on a consistent basis. Right? Like, don't, like, quit acting like playing in Coors Field isn't a big deal. Because it is. I don't, like, I don't care who you are. It's a big deal. So, bottom line, like, I'll take either one of those guys right now. Either one doesn't matter to me. Now the things I don't like about him, I don't give a shit. How, I don't give a shit that Kyle Schwarber doesn't hit for high. The, if you're going to hit for a low average, and now don't get me wrong, I'm going to tell you this: 188 is too low. Yeah, 188 is too low. I don't care how many home runs you hit. I yeah. think he's better than 188. So what do I want out of Kyle Schwarber? I want that's a guy that if he hits 230, 240, I'll live with it. <clears throat> Harrison Bader can't hit 230. Mm-hmm. Extra Fowler can't hit 230. That guy can hit 230. Okay. I'll take it. Same thing for Eddie Rosario. Okay. Both the upside for those guys to me make them worth the effort to sign them. Do I think either one of them are perennial all stars? Probably not. But I guarantee you they're better than what we got. You want to talk about those two, in my opinion, are the obvious top two your thoughts yeah no i i i agree with you and i think i I said it earlier that uh you know if you bring a guy like eddie rosario in he's instantly your your best outfielder and and i know that jury's out on on dylan carlson he'll get a full year in so he you know that could be proven to be wrong but on paper today he'd be your best uh outfielder now i I would be fine either way with these guys i probably favor rosario just a little bit better because i like his on-base percentage a little bit better it's not that it's not markedly better than than schwarber's but um I'm sorry, other way around. Uh, Schwarber's on base percentage is a little bit better. Uh, a little bit better average you get out of out of uh, out of Rosario. Um, they both have pretty good OPS plus numbers, slugging percentage. Um, they, they fit that description that you laid out earlier in the show, Jim. Where you know you want those types of numbers for a producer somewhere in the middle of that order, whether it's you know somebody that can further protect uh, Paul Goldschmidt or maybe in the in the fifth spot, but. I, I, I agree with you on both accounts there. I probably prefer Rosario just a little bit more, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a huge margin. Well, again, I would say this, I mean, you're talking about a, like, whether it be a club, I don't know that the club has, but I know the fan base has tried to find a way to say that Dexter Fowler's season wasn't that bad. Like, 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 like when we're reaching to say that his season wasn't that bad. Okay. Or same thing with Tyler O'Neill. They, mm-hmm. 
we've done everything we can to squeeze the juice out to show a couple of positives. Well, then if that's what we're doing, if we're okay with those squeezed out, like, look, it isn't as bad as you think it is. Yeah. If that's what we've come to, then both of those guys are upgrades. Because here's the deal. What do I want? Well, I want what every kid wants for Christmas. I want the P- was it a PS5? Am I saying that right? No, you got like it right. Thing? You got it right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Of, I want the PS5. Guess what? It's not here. There, it isn't here. The PS5's at short in Cleveland. You gonna go get it? No. Because it's not on this list. <laughs> no, it's not. The PS5 is on the other list, mm-hmm. and he's a starting pitcher, and his name's Trevor Bauer. Are you going to go get it? Because the PS5 is expensive. I'm going to shop down here in the used Xbox section. And here's what we know. Anybody could have had Kyle Schwarber for $8 bucks in a bag of balls. Anybody could have had Rosario for $9 bucks in a bag of balls. So the market's been set for these guys. Right. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of what it is, I promise you, they're both better than what we have. It's not what I want, but beggars can't. I've said this out. Beggars can't be choosers, and we're beggars. Yeah. Well, That's right, Cardinal fans. We are beggars. Yeah. Well, and you see it all the time, especially out on Twitter. There was a, you know, one of our one of our friends, and I, I love most of the stuff he puts out, and he's not wrong. But I feel like even when we're looking at these guys and go, yeah, you know what? A few of Tyler O'Neill's at bats weren't that bad if you look at this, this, and this. I'm like, gosh, if we're just hoping that guys can be average or just slightly below average, that's not what I want to do. Uh, and I, I want these guys that have um, slightly above average offensive production and an OPS plus number, which are the two guys that we're talking about right now. I don't want to hope for just average boy. If we cross our fingers, hope they turn something around. They can be average uh, corner outfielders. I, I don't want that. Well, what I would remind people is that when you look at, um, when you look at these players and you, and you try to say, okay, how do they fit in what we have? Those two guys fit because I mean, they're, I'm, I'm sorry, they're, they're better than what we have. They're easy. Mm-hmm. The, the reason that if you want to get jacked up about them as a Cardinal fan is because as a Cardinal fan, our complaint to this point has been, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to spend any money. Well, you don't have to spend any money to get these guys, quote, unquote, you don't have to spend any money. But what's too much money right now? Like, I, here's what's going to happen. Like, one of these guys is going to sign for $5 million and Cardinal fans are going to lose their mind. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, we didn't have $5 million for Kyle Schwarber or Eddie Rosario. And if that does happen, like you're going to like, is, but so let's, let's say that that happens and listen, it could be, and I'm going to tell you this. Okay. If I'm Kyle Schwarber, like I'm going to end this charade and I'm going to go to American league team right now. Anyway, like I, I I'm sure like if I'm him, I'd probably go to Boston or the, like, I, I'm going to an American league team. If I'm him, I go to American League team where you know I can hit all day. I'd probably go to Houston or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. They they probably don't need him down there, but I would go somewhere in the American League, you know, that has a chance to win. And I'm left-handed, and I'm gonna like I, like I, I would just get it over with if I'm him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the Rosario thing, whatever. But if if we get into what's more, and I hate to say this, to use this term, what's more cardinal? Let's look down list, like down ballot for all the all the all the political people. Oh God, there's a couple things. There, there's a name on here that like seems more cardinal to me. Now, the only reason this doesn't seem cardinal to me is because we got we got outfielders coming out of our wazoo. Are they any good? Well, I don't know yet, right? But the guy that seems cardinal to me is Danny Santana. This is a bilo guy coming off a, a, a season of elbow surgery that the year before, I mean, this guy was good in 2019. He could play infield, outfield, 283, 28 home runs, 534 slugging percentage. He can run. I mean, Danny, let me tell you, who, you know who Danny Santana is, don't you? In 2019, he's Randy Rosarena. Whether you like that or not, that like that's like well, seriously. Right. Go back and look at it. Yeah, I know because he won me a whole bunch of money, 
And every week I just kept waiting for it to fall apart and it didn't. Okay. So Danny, Danny Santana is an interesting player. Like go look it up. Now yeah, he's I'm had a, just a crushed year because of an elbow surgery. Like yeah. I'm you know, he did right play now. for Texas too, which I think we all know at the time that was an interesting park. Right. Yeah. But to me, that's a guy like, and maybe I'm wrong, but that feels way more Cardinal to me. I don't know. Any thoughts on him? Um, you know, I was getting him at <clears throat> first gym. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm looking at centers. I pulled up Domingo Santana, I pulled up the wrong guy. But, oh yeah. Um, don't do that. <clears throat> no, I uh, don't do that. Uh, it's not a name I had considered before. Um, but yeah, he had a hell of a 2019. He had a full year though. And it looks like he's had some limited time in the surrounding year. So what, you know, who is this guy? Typically he's a, what, a 600, somewhere around a 600 OPS. And, and that he had a really good year in 2019. Yeah. Derailed in 2020. So I guess you could use the same argument. What version are you going to get? Um, but it looks like a low risk, potentially high reward, right? So yeah, you might oh, be right. This is a, this is a guy that's not going to get any money. I yeah. mean, this, that's my point on this. And this, this one's is a free a guy agent. you bring in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it, this, like, but look at those numbers from 2019. I mean, and, and the years where he's gotten some at-bats, he steals bases. So, you know, he does some things for you. Um, you know, again, I, I like, is it great? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know that I look at any of these guys and go like, you know, I feel like there's a few guys on here. I can tell you kind of right now what it's going to look like at the end of the year. You know, Kyle mm-hmm. Schwarber, you know, I would assume if you were to say, give it, give it to me 20 points one way or the other, my, my bet would be, he's going to hit 220. He's going to hit 30 home runs. You know, I, I'm pretty sure about that. I'm pretty sure Eddie Rosario is going to hit 240 and hit 25 home runs. You know, like mm-hmm. I, what is Danny Santana? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Either six home runs or, yeah. It doesn't, you know, like, I have no idea. But, again, that feels more cardinal to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals may go, well, that may feel cardinal to you, but we think we got Danny Santana yeah. on our team, and his name's Tyler O'Neill or right. whatever. Uh, what I'm going to tell you is this. Ain't any of them hit 283 with 28 home runs in the big leagues. They haven't done it. He's done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, like, whatever. He's done it. So does that mean anything? I don't know. It means something to me. It means there's I, a chance know, there. You've seen the potential know. and it's happened, right? It's happened over over the course of a full season. And yeah, to your point, you know, some of these guys don't even have that many combined at bats. So um Yeah, it's interesting. It's just not you know, not guy, a name that, that I, I had I had come up with. Well, let me give you a name that that let me let me give you a name that probably has come up okay. with you. And it comes up with Cardinal fans. They, they rightfully so are scared to death. That's Nomar Mazzara. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say. Let me tell you why Nomar Mazzara should scare you more than anything. Okay? okay. You know, Nomar Mazzara not that long ago was Dylan Carlson. You know, mm-hmm. top prospect in baseball. You know, that's what I'm t- that See, he's an example of what I'm talking about, of why we cannot get all like, we can't act like, cause a guy's a top prospect. It's he's going to be fucking Jim Edmonds or Albert Pools. <laughs> this guy had more power than any guy in them. I mean, just, I mean, this guy hit bombs. He was a top 20 prospect in the MLB. I'm talking all MLB and he just hasn't been able to put it together at all. And everybody just keeps giving him a chance and giving him a chance, give him a chance. And he's left-handed and he supposedly has this raw power. And I can tell you why it should bother you. It should bother you more because it reminds us all that nothing's for sure. So while I hope Dylan Carlson's Jim Edmonds, the odds would tell us he's got more of a chance to be Nomar Mazzara. But God dang it, I hope he's Jim Edmonds. The bottom line with Mazzara, what should scare you too, is this feels like a guy that's going to sign for a couple million bucks and try to reinvent himself somewhere, and it feels cardinal. So, I don't know, interesting. Hmm. Thoughts? Yeah, so he uh, what he uh, tore through Chicago last year, right? Uh, the White Sox, not not the Cubs, and uh, well, he tore through it all right. Yeah, um, he, you know he, he tore through it all right. He he did uh, he did connect on one. He did hit one home run last year. So I I don't know his batting average isn't terrible, yeah. but his on base percentage <laughs> is. Um, you know he, he's a below average offensive player. At least that's what you've seen over the course of his career in Texas, and then ending up in Chicago last year. He's been a below average offensive player. Um, 
Yeah. You know, can they hope for a miracle here? I don't know. I, the way I, the way I predict the Cardinals look at this is like, yeah, we, we've already, we think we already have something exactly like that. And so we'll just stay with our guys. Well, they do. They do have that. The problem is they have him on the other side of the plate, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. that would be the issue. Yeah. Right? right. Like he's Tyler O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Problem is he bats right-handed and they're looking for the guy to do it. The bats left-handed. So that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Um, so as I, as I go forward, I think it's time to bring up the guy that's become very intriguing to people. And I think I, I'm not kidding you. I woke up today to no less than 200 text messages about this guy. Patterson Tire and Service, I'll remind you, they're a whole lot more than a tire store. Give them a call, 618-797-6711, located at 3718 Highway 111, Granite City, Illinois. And they've been down there for over 40 years. They've been a big part of their community. I know they've been taking care of me for that long, uh, much less the rest of the people around town. If you're anywhere near the area, it's worth the drive, folks. That's Patterson Tire and Service, a whole lot more than a tire store. David Dahl. Jim, David Dahl. This is a buy low, I would say, low risk, high reward guy. What are your thoughts? I bet I've got 100 of those. Um, I get it. Um, I think this guy would be the most frustrated. I mean, you th- I, I mean, isn't he kind of Matt Carpenter in the outfield? Like I'm asking you, Um, I mean, doesn't he look at times like he's a machine and then there's nothing there and then it's an injury and thing, you know, and then we go into this, I mean, he can't stay healthy. Um, I'm sorry, but it does matter that he's played in Colorado. I don't like, I don't care what anybody says. It does matter. Um, You know, is, is it intriguing? Of course it is. But I mean, it's it, there are certain people that are. It's always something. You ever notice that about life? I tell people mm-hmm. this all the time. Don't be that person to young people. I say it all the time. I'm like, dude, you've been training here for three years, and it's always something with you. You're that. You're that guy. Don't be that guy. Figure out a way. Like you got to stop it. I tell people that at work, like young kids, like it's always. You know, you, you got to call off today because of this, and then a month later, it's you got this going on, and. and you're like, if you're that person out there and you're young, I'm telling you, don't be that person. It's always something with you. You're always calling me with something. This is a guy that it's always something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly so, what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I just think, I just think he's a frustrating player. Don't we have enough of those? Uh, yeah, we've is got he a an roster. Upgrade? I don't know. Yeah, we've got a roster full of them. Um, my, my issue with him is, is the injury is just a, getting out there consistently like he's been he's he's got some good he's got good numbers but you're, you're not going to get those all the time you're, you're, he's going to be mia from from the roster for what what be 200 250 at bats uh, a year so that yes that would frustrate me um so no that, that's that's the first thing i went to when that name uh popped up when i first looked at it it's you looking know, at the but- number of plate appearances it's just he's never had a full season the interesting thing for him is, you know, would you, I, I don't know that you can compare him to this guy, but you know, w- what sucks is, and this is the thing, let's be frank about it. And this is why now I'm going to flip to the other side of the David Dahl argument. Okay. I've always said this, certain teams have the opportunity to take a, what we call a flyer on a guy, just like David Dahl. And when it works out, you go, oh, my God, I'll give you that name. It's Michael Brantley. Mm-hmm. Michael Brantley, hurt, hurt, hurt. Now he's down in Houston. Everything seems to be going okay, right? Pretty good, right? Yep. Um, so the thing is, I guess the bigger question, have the St. Louis Cardinals become that team? Like we have to take flyers on guys. I've said this a hundred times. We're the St. Louis Stephen Cardinals. We don't, we shouldn't, I mean, we're the Cardinals. I mean, we've had Jim Edmonds and Albert Pujols and Scott Rowland and Lance Berkman and, and go on and on and on over the last 15, 20 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we're taking flyers on guys. 
Yeah, it's, what's different is I, I, mean, I think they, I felt like they, for once in a while, Jockety would take flyers on guys, right? E- even with that core. Now, the difference yeah, is, but, difference is that like, core, we had that core you just mentioned, and we don't now. Yes, yes. And, and, and now you're hoping that, you're hoping you, you know, you hit the lottery on, on a couple of these guys and they can pick up the slack. And that's the difference between now and then. The Cardinals have always kind of done that. I mean, they, they took a, well, I know it wasn't a free agency move, but, you know, they took a, what you would call a flyer on, on guys like Ryan Ludwig and, and Daryl Kyle and, you know, guys that they thought they could get in and, and, and they could get them back or get, get good production out of them. So they've always kind of done that. Difference is we had a nice core we were comfortable with and you could afford to do that. It became an even lower risk. Now it's not it's not just a low risk, high reward thing. It's like I got to count on this guy. Not only am I take it's a low risk, but I've got to count on him to to produce at a what, what I would expect a core player to. That's the difference. And that's where I'm going with it. Like I guess to me, there's two types of situations there, and I should have expanded a little bit. Take Houston for example. They were set to win, and they're like, "Look, we're going to take a chance on Michael Brantley." Right. Like we're going to, because if he's healthy, he already had, I guess where I was going, you have teams historically in the past, like Tampa Bay or Miami at times that would sign these guys. And if they did well and they showed healthy, they'd sell high on them. Yeah. They do it all the time. They, they sign guys to trade them at the deadline and get something for them. They invested in it for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sitting here going, are we them now? Like, that's what I'm talking about. And again, like, we'll tell you that we're not because we made the playoffs and Mm -hmm. we'll tell you that we're not because, you know, we're, we're removed from a, from a championship series year ago, which, you know, I guess to some degree is true, but God, doesn't that seem so far away now from the way this team is constructed? And I mean, listen, he's a guy like, like I would have thought I I will listen. I'll take that back as I'm scrolling through it. I, I am seeing that surprisingly there's just as many text messages on here about Kyle Schwarber mm-hmm. more because, you know, I, I don't know, you know, a lot of fun ones. Like I don't, I don't think I can handle rooting for Kyle Schwarber. I don't Babe Ruth jr. A lot of those references, <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, I, I just, I don't know, man, he's interesting. I, I don't know. Like I, I got some people on here wanting to know about Daniel Robertson. I mean, there's a guy that had one nice season. I mean, it, it was a nice season. I wouldn't call it a great season. I get, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like, if you're going to go down the rabbit hole of looking at, like, very low-risk guys that might be able to help you, I mean, there's a couple There's a couple guys on this list. I, I don't know if you went through the whole thing. A couple of them might be those relievers that we're talking about. I mean, are they going to spend any money on that? Like, Kenyon Middleton's a guy that, boy, he's always looked the part if he could be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Holder, you know, uh, the guy that I think is interesting is Ryan Stanek, although there's a guy that – talk about frustrating. I'm, I mean, you know, there's a definition of a guy that can throw it through a wall but somehow can't be dominant. You yeah. know, Jose Arena at times has pitched well. I mean – other times not great i you know again where where does where do we go from here i don't know i I would this is interesting to me but of all the names on here like i listen another one here's one that's gonna i I forgot about we have to touch on this one before we go yeah yeah. and i am up against it but we got to talk about mikhail franco okay the obvious reason we have to talk about mikhail franco is he plays third base and at times it looks like mikhail franco can hit He's never become what they thought he would be. He was a top prospect in baseball. You know, um, I just like, is he a right-handed carpenter? Plays better defense, maybe? Um, I don't know. A right-handed carpenter, I guess that could be a fair comparison. Uh, better defense, I, I would think so. Um Again, a move like that. I, I, well, the question too is without a DH, which we don't know to date, right? Whether nationally gets that or not, which I find really stupid. I don't know why they just can't figure that See, out. See, that's now. something I can't believe. I can't believe they haven't been able to yeah, figure I, that that's, out. That's like because that changes even what we're talking about, right? Like, why even bother? Uh, what are you going to do with Carpenter at that point? They're not going to sit him. I mean, although a lot of us believe that, you know, at this point, he no. is a bench player. But. Well, without a DH, we're not even talking about any of these third basemen on here. Uh, you know, realistically, they're not going to bring anybody in unless that happens. 
I mean, Frank Franco had a nice year. Like, I, like that mm-hmm. one surprised. Like them non like non tendering him surprises me. Like, I think he was only. I think were they saying that they were thinking he was going to make about five six million maybe in arbitration. Um, That's not right for him. Look that up. I don't. Uh, he. Let's see here. Yeah, well, he made three million last year. He's, uh, he's, well, yeah, probably. He may be up around that mark by now. Three, somewhere between I mean, three and four million, maybe. This guy hit two eighty and hit eight home runs. I mean, it's nothing like like be an upgrade. I, mean, yeah. I don't think he's a terrible like. like I, mean, I don't know that he's terrible defensively. Well, I, his on-base percentage like, is, is pretty awful, but what, where do you need him in the lineup, right? Where is that more important? If you, you certainly weren't, aren't going to yeah. bring him in as a leadoff hitter, um, not with an on-base percentage like that. But, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Again, this is another one here that, um, you know, I, I like the I like the age on some of these guys, even going back to Dahl. You know, he is only 26. So, you know, I'll take that for whatever it's worth. Might be a good comparison though, a left-handed yeah, carpenter, uh, a, a better defensively for sure. You know, I mean, I've heard some. You know, there's some Hanser Alberto fans out there. This mm-hmm. is a guy that, like, I don't, I don't get this guy at all. Like, this is a guy that I sit here and, and this is a buyer beware for me. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he is a guy that's figured it out late in age. I don't know. Like, like I, I always, it always strikes me odd when a guy figures it out and the average goes up and the home runs aren't great and mm-hmm. the on base percentage isn't great. Like that always it's a hard, yeah, makes, it's a weird gives one. me pause, mm-hmm. you know, like usually, you know, if the batting average goes up and the home run numbers aren't great, that the, the on base percentage should probably be pretty good. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's a weird one for me. I know that's the first number um, that, that really th- stuck th- out. Is he an upgrade? Like I like I, I don't know that he does it for me. No, he know. doesn't. And but, you look at over over his entire career, he's a below average offensive player. I mean, his OPS plus is a ninety four, yeah, so I, it suggests he's he's slightly below average. Is he, would he be an upgrade over Carpenter? Hell, a lot of guys in the league at this point would be. Is it enough to to bother taking that risk? Is it enough to bother using up another roster spot? Probably, <laughs> I probably say no on this one. All right, so we've went shopping. What what do we put in the cart? I've got I've got Eddie Rosario in the cart, and that's about it. I I mean I'm with you. I think it's Rosario or Schwarber. It's one of the two. And Wainwright would be the other one for me. I think you're too like. I think if the St. Louis Cardinals want to be better for sure than what they were, I think they got to put one of those two and bring Wainwright back in the cart. I mean, believe it or not, like. If you don't want to bring Yachty back, that's on you. Like, I'm not going to, like, it's hard. Like, we just struggle so much to be able to give our honest opinion about Yachty on this show because everybody thinks it's biased or whatever, and that's fine. Like, we probably mm-hmm. earned that that stick, so that's fine. But we're talking, like, I just, you know, I, again, you can put whatever number you want on it. There's a lot more that goes into it Yeah. Um, that I think, you know, this is a be careful what you wish for when somebody's gone type thing. Yep. Um, whereas you know, they got a guy they can put in there that I hope is great. And Kisner, yeah. um, the Wainwright thing, like I said, I, I, I don't know that you don't, I don't think you have a choice. No, that, that one to me between Yachty and I, mean, I think it's the other him. way around now. Yeah. I think it's the other way around. I think Wainwright's waiting them out going, you better give me some money. Yeah. Well, you, know, should be. you need me. It yeah. isn't like I need you now. <laughs> he should be. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm no. in the same, I'm in the same camp, Jim, regardless of whether I'm on this show or not. I want to see Yachty back. And yet at the same time, I would like to see a young catcher who's been waiting to get his opportunity. So it's kind of a weird spot to be in, but boy, I just can't imagine seeing uh, Yachty in a different uniform. I don't want to see that. You know, the fan in me doesn't want to see we'll it. We'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see what happens there. Um, you know, I, it's still, my gut still tells me he's back, but yeah, mine does I, too. I don't know that you could say anything's for sure. I mean, it just, I don't know that it makes much sense for him to go anywhere else. Um, but you never know. It's like with everything when it comes to free agency or, or this or that. It only takes one guy, one mm-hmm. owner, one person to say, I, you know, like we're going shopping right now. It only takes one guy to go, go get him. Yeah. It takes one manager, one GM to go in and say, you know, this is what we're missing. Imagine controlling the running game and what he'll do for our young 
pitchers. I mean, yeah. imagine what he'll do for the clubhouse. Imagine what all the things that, you know, the, the intangibles that you can't measure that you tell me aren't worth anything in a numbers area. And, but for some reason they've been there forever and have been a big part of winning and losing. I mean, I, you know, yeah, he's um, been in four world series. I, I just, nope. you know, um, I, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I, I don't see him in any other uniform, but I'm biased. I don't yep. want him to listen. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I, I love Yadier Molina. He's one of my all-time favorite Cardinals. In my opinion, he needs to play every game in a Cardinal uniform. If this was the type of organization that was going to say, it's time to replace Yadier Molina, and they went out and signed JT Real Muto, even on this show, I'd have to say I get it, <laughs> right? Yeah. If they went out and spent $200 million and put us back in the World Series next year, and they said we just didn't have the money, we had to go – cheap into position. I'd go, okay, that's a direction. Yeah. But that's not what, what we're doing here. So kind of like the pools thing, like, Oh, we really dodged a bullet. And I always say, did we, I mean, I'd rather watch Tim struggle as he got older and reached his milestones and then watch this inconsistent shit I've watched for years. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, I <laughs> here, I want 2011 back. I want those 15 years when Tony was here back. That's what I want. That's what I want. See, and I'll do whatever yeah. it takes. I'll do whatever it takes to get those back. You can make any decision you want, whether in my heart I like it or not. I want those back. You give me those back, and I'll say it doesn't matter what I like because that's what I want. The player that I like, be damned, I mm-hmm. want that back. And we're as far away from that as we've been since the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, no, you've said it perfectly. It, it, we are very, we're a long way off from that right now. There's a lot of work to do. And I don't know that anything's readily available out there today that's sitting there right now that's, that's going to get you back to that point. So it's a long way off. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. So what do we do? We bought, a, we bought another, we bought an outfielder with power. And we brought Wayno back today. Is that what we did? Yeah, that's pretty much what we did. That's <laughs> the best we can expect we for, I'm afraid. Yep. So judging by everything I've seen, we probably cost the Cardinals about $15 million a day, maybe $12 million. Yeah, depends. We spent $12 yeah. million of their dollars. And I feel I have every right to do that since I bought a $10 beer and an $8 nacho last year mm-hmm. or the year before, I guess, right? Okay. Yeah. Rightfully right. so. Sounds good to me. <laughs> you got anything else? No, <laughs> I think we got to We got to We got to drop it right there. That, that's that's a great way to go out. You know, we're we're all uh, we're all entitled to spend their money for them. That's right. For I bought sure. a cutout this year for crying out um, loud. I didn't even go to a game. I gave them money. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a big part of this whole deal too. If they're going to have fans or not in the stands, I I do think something that's really silly is that they haven't. They ought to just get together and say, look, we're going to put the DH in the National League, boys. I know. That, that one drives that me way, nuts. Just or, do it. Or, or, or here's the deal. doesn't even matter. Or, no, there's Don't. going to be no DH this year. Right. It's what it is. Um, all right. So, listen. So, we've got – listen, before we go, though, we got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You can have either one of them. Let's, let's make a hard decision before we go. Oh, no. It can be Schwarber or Rosario. Which one do you want? I think I still go, I'm stick to my guns. I still go Rosario, but I wouldn't be too torn up if Schorber was the guy. No, I'm I'm fine. I I think either, either way you could go either way there. I'll just lean, I'll lean lean that direction for right now. Okay. I'm going to go Schorber. Just because it would piss Chicago people off like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) That's true. That'd be a fun podcast I'd do tonight if that were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I would love for that guy to go back up to Wrigley and hit bombs out of there. It'd be great. The problem is he's just as likely to go back up to Wrigley and wear the golden sombrero a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. So. Yep. But anyway, Hey, good stuff today, man. It's good to see you. I'm glad you had a great vacation with your family. Glad you got your color back. If that was what for your now. ultimate goal was. I'll be gone in a week. Yeah. Um, I'll be sending my, hopefully my kid can come down here in a couple of years and you can be his host family and he can live in your basement and play in a local prospect league down there. So sure. I'm sending him down to the Nuttall's house. Go down there and <laughs> knock on his door while we're doing a show and irritate the guy, will you? Yeah. Um, but listen, Cardinal fans, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you guys. You make the show go. 
Um, you know, we're, we're in that time of year where the show's kind of all over the place. Talked to Benji the other day. Um, you know, once, uh, once we kind of get, we'll probably do a Christmas edition with him. And then once January gets here, we'll probably get right back at it. Don't forget us all two birds on a bat.com your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. Make sure you click subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget our social media sites at birds on a bat show on Twitter, two birds on a bat on Facebook, two birds on a bat show on Instagram. And of course, yo radio streaming platform for your mobile device. Uh, definitely want to remind you to take care of the sponsors that make the show go. Of course, we come to you from the patio studios as always. Don't forget our friends that take care of the text line at Patterson Tire and Service, where it's a whole lot more than a tire store. My good friends at GatorsBaseballAcademy.com, DrKirstenJacobs.com, and of course, the best barbecue in St. Louis, located on Watson Road. Get over there and get some of those great ribs, pulled pork, anything you want barbecue, guys. It'll warm up your day as the weather turns cold. That's our good friends, Adam Smokehouse, St. Louis. Here's your cue. For my cohort in crime, Ron Nuttall, I'm Jim Cromer, and this is Two Birds on a Bat. Let's go, birds! Yeah.